my girls, look at that. That's Welcome crazy. everybody to the episode of Sicilian Queens. Lena and I are so super excited. You've got no idea who we've got for you today. This man is coming all the way from California with his wife. His name is Michael Cavilleri and he is an American born with Sicilian roots. Absolutely. We have amazing story to tell you, but he's going to tell you all about himself. So I introduce you, Michael Cavilleri. Salute. Hello, everyone. Hello, nice to meet you. Grazie, From Los Angeles, Sicilian, a Sicilian forever. Amen. Upilo Russo per sempre, Absolutely. Hmm. All right, what do we have? So, what you tell us a little bit about yourself, Michael. How you started. People don't know that you're actually an actor, so you tell us a little bit how your journey started. And okay. we'll talk a little bit about that, and then we'll go into the rest into the next few episodes. Okay, great. So, um, I was born and raised in New York City, uh, in uh, Queens, New York. I spent a little time in the Bronx, um, had a wonderful childhood. Uh, my mother was my hero, Mary, my life, my soul. I might cry here and there, but if oh, I talk no, about it. Oh, no, you go that. for it. I'll get to know um, myself. Yeah, um, my dad, uh, Lewis. I have family back uh, East Coast, my brother Gary. My sister's passed away, uh, my sister Laura. Um, I was working on Wall Street when I was 19 years old, taking the trains to the city, dressed in a suit, working the night shift. And uh, a gentleman who was sitting next to me says to me, you know, you got a good look. You know, he goes, uh, he gives me his card. I'm like, what's this? He goes, I'm an agent. I said, really? Da -da -da. We talked a bit and I didn't think about it for a couple weeks until I was really miserable at this job. So I pulled the card out of my, out of my jacket. I said, well, maybe I should call this guy. So I did. And I went into the city and he was working at a place called J. Michael Bloom, which is a very, very prestigious uh, theatrical agency. And uh, his name was Chip. He's since passed on too. And um, I went into his office and he said, read this for me. And I'm like, read what? He's like, read this here. And he slides the paper across to me. I'm like, I don't know what this is. He goes, just read it. Just read it, be natural. So I read it and he goes, you're a natural. I said, I I'm not sure what that means. He goes, you got a talent, you got a great look. He goes, I want to represent you. I'm like, all right. So the first audition he sent me, I got I got a, a soap opera. You know, a small part, it was like a recurring part on the soap opera, playing a little bad, bad boy for about Ooh. six weeks. And then um, he said to me, he goes, I'm moving to California. He goes, you should come. And I'm like, wow, I don't know, but what am I doing in New York? I went, I went to California with this guy who I hardly knew. And uh, wow. I met another actor and we stayed in his house and, and an actor that they were both, uh, a friend of his was managing. And long story short, uh, after my second audition, I got a movie called Book of Love, a small part. Book Played Greaser love. in 1950, you know? And, uh, and then I got the call, my mother was very sick. Mm. She had uh, lung cancer oh. and I needed to go back to uh, New York and there started my my journey of my my soul 
and and uh, and the, the heart wrenching in the moments. So, uh, may I ask you a question? Where sure. is your mother from? Which part of my Sicily? mother's my mother's Sicilian. My mother's from Sicily, from Limina, Limina, Sicily, in Messina, in the province of Messina. And yes, I'm not and from my there. grandfather. I'm not from there, but I resonate. I know, with the I name. am. You must be somewhere from there. You've got the scene as your surname. You're there now. You're from. You're I'm there, there now. I'm there exactly. now. Um, and my let mom me, was. Let me just zoom in on you. Oh, you're bello picciottos, eh? Can I just say what? I couldn't Thank see. You. Okay. So I've got a few questions. I'll just okay. Ask you. Um, you said you played you played a bad boy in a soap opera. Um, a what soap opera? And As the world turns, long time ago. Really? Many <laughs> years, many moons ago. We used yeah. to wag school to watch that. Yeah, I was a I was a bad boy. I I always get cast as a bad boy for some reason. I don't know why. I don't understand what is, that. What, what is that? What 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 is the bad boy? You know, Lena, I I, I got to be honest. It's it's. <laughs> It's really difficult to, to explain, but when I, when even my wife says it, when I walk into a room, there's something about my face that says something, and I'm, and I'm right, honey. It's edge. Of the edge. I got an edge, and I'm so nice, and I'm so not what people think, and it's like it's so hard to try to, you know. So, um, yeah. it's it's just an, it's a it's a thing. It's something you have. It's a little danger, maybe. It's I a guess. Sicilian in you, mafioso. There you go. <laughs> There you your go. Fork, your fork, your fork, your fork. I, I think so. Fire of Mount Etna. Yeah, exactly. When I when I went to Italy the first time, it was actually in Naples. Oh. And I was doing a movie uh, with a huge star in Italy, and uh, I was playing. We were playing brothers, and we went to the Naples Film Festival. Are you going to tell us who the name? Who the guy is? Tell us. You can't just. He's from Australia, that. actually. He's from he's, Australia. He's from, he's from Adelaide, Australia. Anthony Lapaglia. No, no. Marco He's Leonardo. a bad boy. He's a bad Marco boy. Marco Leonardo. Oh. It, Marco's from Cinema Paradiso. Played the oh, young boy in Cinema. Oh, of course, of course. Ma yes. Yeah. He, we played brothers in a movie, and um, I went. To, we went to Naples to show the film, and uh, they went crazy, and they went crazy for me. But I don't speak fluently, right? So all they did was grab my face. Grab my face, <laughs> grab my face, and I'm thinking, wow. So everywhere I go, especially now in Sicily, they grab my face. They grab my face. They grab. So it must be the, the roots, whatever it is, but it's the Italian look. I That's find, the edge. I find that it is the roots that because you go back, and there's something about you that actually is ancient. You haven't like changed. You haven't changed with the times like the Sicilians have. You yeah. come with you an era of your grandparents and your mother with the Absolutely. dialect that they brought in. The so soul. you're a different yeah. breed, you're a different yeah. cut than them. But there's yeah. something about you that's different. You can't it's hide funny, Carmel. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Lena. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll answer her. Go you ahead. I'm sorry. You can't hide the core of who you are. And yeah. it resonates through your cells and it empowers you and yeah. it creates this, or even the aura about somebody. There is an aura that resonates that is invisible. It's a thread that links you to where you've been in your heritage. And well, my whole life, my yeah. whole life, you know, after, you know, I, I, I'll share it a little bit more. I lost my mom when I was 23. Oh, that's true. When I went back. Yeah. 
and my father was in jail, in prison oh. at the time. And I lost my sister. I lost my father then after a few years, and then I lost my sister. Oh so, my and then I lost my grandfather. How did you, how did you process? Oh, stop, well, that's a, stop. That's, <laughs> Go, um, tell us that if you're, you are yeah, able well, to tell us, share that. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Well, that's where, that's where everything was born for me. It was like, you know, I was very close to my mom, but I was, I'm an old soul and I've, I've always have been since I'm young. And um, I looked at things differently than a lot of people. I was a great athlete, actually. I was one of the best athletes in my town and stuff. And went to college, played football, full scholarship, the whole thing. Um, and I always, I, I always was passionate about anything I, I, I picked up. I was passionate, soulful, and went for everything. Um, when I lost everybody and I was in L.A., I was lost for a long time, trying to figure it out. It ripped my heart out. And I, I went to church quite a bit. And um, I struggled, I struggled with it, but I, you know, I tried to figure it out, but I, I couldn't express it. It was hard to express. Finally, as I got a bit older, um, I started to write. And this May story- I ask you, how do yes, you process this? Process the feelings or process the- The grief. By, by I, I work out quite a bit. I, I uh, it helped me, inspired me to get, it helped me emotionally to get things out. And also I remember I did a film um, when I came back, if you know the movie, The Green Book? Yes. My friend, Nick, uh, wrote that. He directed a film I starred in for oh, him. Everyone He's his name dropping, Carmel. <laughs> I'm blown away, I didn't expect No, but Nick, Nick is uh, somebody I know way back. I haven't seen him in a long time, but we shot a film together. And it was about, it was very raw. It was a very raw experience. And, and, and it was a lot of, very emotional for me. So it was a great place for me to come back to after losing my mom. And I was able to, in that film, to emote. And I was raw. I was like just, in the film, I was letting go and letting go and letting go. So that really was therapeutic for me. Um, and then after losing my father, I did a movie called The Stonecutter. It was really weird. I've heard, I, I haven't had the chance privilege to watch it. It's yet. a beautiful film. It's a beautiful film. And what it I was I never forget. I was on the on the uh I got a call from my my manager Michael. They want to see you for this movie. They just fired the lead actor. He goes and the casting director thinks you're the only guy who can play the part. I'm like really send me the script. Then ne you never hear that right you, you know it's hard enough to get a job once a year whatever once a so I said send me the script so he sent me the script and it was very very much like my life. And it was about a father dying of cancer and his son and him are struggling and don't see eye to eye. No, it's funny. Yes. Hang on a minute. It's funny how the universe sets you into places. Sure. Yeah. For you to deal with certain things. Like you're just giving and me and I can feel the slot in every puzzle going like yeah. that. Go on. And it gets more, it gets even more strange. Can, or I, even, can even... I just interject for a moment? Um, sure. I'm having one of those moments now, just listening to the both of you, because I'm stepping back. Because my my father died of lung cancer, and when he yeah, so um, and when he passed Don't read away, my scripts. <laughs> when he passed away, um, just before he passed away, a nurse was walking past um, his bedroom door, and 
I was talking to him in Sicilian and the nurse came in and she understood the, di- the, the language and she said, and I said, to her, I said to her, I promise my father, which is what I've just done, is if the last thing that I do is I promise him that I will take my children, Laura and Dante, and I'll make sure that their children also know where my father and my mother are from. Beautiful. And I promise that to you, Papa. Do you know my father was in a coma? He lifted up his hand and he shook it. Uh. And I'm how is that how is that possible because they hear you they hear yeah. you. they feel you and he did it he had the strength it was his last day of life he was knocked out all that week and yet he had okay. the strength at that moment to tell Beautiful. me that he would acknowledge that and That's when my children rode into militello which is his hometown provincia di i've been there I've been there. It's a beautiful place, isn't it? Yep. And that's Pipu Baudu territory, actually. Um, he's beautiful. like the Bergen. He's like the... Um, Militello. Yeah. No, Militello's um, Provincia di Catania. It's more in. It's near Scordia. There's two Militello. You're talking ah, okay. about Sant'Agata di Militello. That's on sí, the tram sí, ride sí. going to. Yeah. yeah. Sí. So when, I, when, when my children rode in, separately because they were there at separate times but on the same day they came in separately into Miladello they FaceTimed me and all I wanted to do was scream to the universe and tell my father I promised you this he was there Lena he was there and that's what you and that's the story your conversation has just resonated that experience for me so I want Say thank you. Well, so you better fun. watch my. When you see my movie, you're going to be crying because it's your life. <laughs> so it's your life because getting back to the process of it, Carmela, I, I was uh, trying to figure it out. You know, I, I'm not a big social person. I really don't like social. I don't really socialize well. I'm not like, I don't really care. I'm kind of a loner. And I don't really like Hollywood, so I was struggling with the way that they perceived everything. And so I said to myself, I said, I want to do something for myself. Yeah. So when I met my wife, I said, the first year I said, we'll go to Italy. And I showed her, you know, the, the touristy parts, whatever. And then I had this burning to go back and see my grandfather and see what he was about. Now your grandfather was still in Sicily. My, no, my grandfather was passed on many years, but I wanted to go back, like Lena said. I promise, my movie, basically my movie Ritonato is a promise to my mother that I'll go back to, to my grandfather's grave. Oh. And, and so, so anyway, the, fir- the funny part of this thing was, I didn't know anything about the town other than Limana, the name. That's all I knew. I was the youngest of all the kids in the family. He had eight kids, nine kids. Agatino, Alabrandi. And I started I started writing. Um, I went there and uh, I was with a I was with a translator. I said, Vincenzo, take me to I was in Termina. I said, take me to Lima. And he's like, Limana, nobody goes to Limana. I said, <laughs> we go to Limana. He goes, why? I said, because my grandfather's from there. That's where we're going. He goes, okay. And we drove, and we drove, and we drove 45 minutes up a hill. My wife's getting nauseous. She can't handle it. There's sheep <laughs> everywhere. And we land, and we see the sign, Limana. And what, I, what? I got out of the car, 
and I started crying. I just went up to the sign. I put my, both my hands on the sign. It's right here, Limana, yeah. right there behind. I'll show it to you. It says Limana. That's the name of the town. And uh, I'll show it. And I went put both hands on it, and I broke out in tears. And I said to myself, I never felt so at home as in this particular moment. Can we just right stop? There. Can we just stop? Sure. <laughs> to, every, to every Sicilian migrant child, this happens. Mm -hmm. You enter into where your ancestors belong, yep. and this is what happens. It's like the ground and the earth welcomes you. Yeah, it sucked me right in, let me tell you, big time. Yep. I was 20 when I went back. I was 10 when I went back first, my mum's town. Didn't really, 10 years old, you don't know much. But at 20, I was still not very spiritual or understanding much about life. Went through um, a, bad, a bad divorce with two children and ended up going and staying in Sicily for a year. But in that year, it was like an opening. But then I went back in my later years and the connection was stronger and deeper. Sure. But it's yeah. like for you, you've been, you, myself and Lena and all children of migrants, there's a missing piece in us. Yeah. Always yeah. has been. We never fitted, we never belonged, we never were part of anything. Yeah. But the minute we enter back from into our terra madre, motherland, ancestral place. There's something that happens to us children of migrants that words cannot even describe. Right. It's a connection that it is beyond. It's like the socket set of the electrical cord. Yeah. And all well, of I got electric shock. I'm in trouble. I yeah, got electric shock. Yeah, yeah. My so hair was sticking straight up. I was in trouble. So go back. So go back to. Hold, can I ask you? Can I interrupt then? Is sure. that because of growing up um, and being being um, raised those racist, uh, you know, um, racist allegations while you're growing up at a very young age, and you feel that you don't belong? Like I know, growing up in Australia. Um, although the area I grew up with in the northern suburbs was very multicultural and it's very rich with Italian, not only Italian migrants, but Sicilian migrants. But I was teased a lot and that was because of our diet, because of our social lifestyles, um, you know, our family units and our passion for that unity. Do you think it was because we were discriminated, discriminated against, sorry, discriminate, discriminated against that we didn't feel that we belonged as such. Not that there was too much of a distance, but there was a little bit of, I'm not from here, there's something different. Why am I in this particular arena where I'm disassociated with my friends or some of my friends, yet when you get home, there's like the air swallows you up and you, your, your heart grows and swells and then you feel that sense of belonging and understanding of who you are, the core of who you are and where your mother and father's values came from. Do you think it's got something to do with that or is it something that's intuitive within us? 
I think it's cool. I think uh, honestly, for me personally, for me, it was my mother. Yeah. She laid the groundwork wow. for everything. Yeah. My mom was like, and my grandfather. My stories about my mother, and my grandfather. So that we used to Yeah, like the conversations I had with Grandpa when I was, you know, doing tomatoes with him, <laughs> and things he used to say to me, and then my relationship with my mother, and and how we were, and I think in my whole life. It's carried me through my whole life. Everything I do, I think of her, I respect her, I honor her all the time. I try my best to be that kind of person. And I think what surprises a lot of people, and I think they don't understand me, is that I could give, I don't care what other people think. Oh, me too. I could, could care less. So when I was on my journey to Sicily, let's just take, for example, I, was, I, I wanted to shoot this movie in Sicily. Everybody's like, you're crazy. You're not going to do that. You're not that, that, that. You're not going to make any money. I said, not about money. It's about the soul. It's about the heart. It's oh. about. It's something deep in my in in me that has to be done. So, to so get just for a quick second to process it. When I went the first time to Sicily, and I had the experience, and and I met a family that I didn't even know existed. I met my grandfather's brother, who I didn't even know was there. So when you see the movie, when you see the movie, you'll you'll understand. But you know, I drove into the municipio. We went into, and all of a sudden, I hear Alabrandi, and the whole town is in the in the municipio. And this guy says, "We know everything. Come with us. Come with me." I'm like looking at this guy like he's crazy. Anyway, long story short, I see. I walk into the cafe. I see a man crying. He's got glasses, bald, and he's dressed really sharp. But you can see he's very ill. He's got a cane, and he's crying hysterical. And I was paralyzed for a moment. I'm looking at him. I'm like, why is he crying? So when I sat next to him, he just like looked at me and cried and couldn't speak. He was mumbling. And then he was mumbling to the other guy in Sicilian. I didn't understand. So my translator is trying to figure out what they're saying. Long story short, after many, many an hour or so of trying to figure it out, we realized that the story is that he's my grandfather's brother. Anyway, can you imagine what he felt? He probably saw his. His brother yeah. Unbelievable. Like, like and the first later, thing, yeah. and he says to me, we went to see my grandfather's house and we went to a cemetery and it's in the movie. My cousin says to me, Turi, he says, I always knew that uh, there was somebody, we had people in America, but I didn't think they would come today. I knew they would come. I knew they would come today. I, did I didn't think they would come today. I'm on the So, he wasn't, he's the only one who speaks English in that town. There's only 700 people. Your cousin Turito. Turito. Salvatore, Turito. So he's the only one. It's funny. And he was not supposed to be there that morning. He was supposed to be doing something else. He happened oh, to be wow. there because he was doing fish. <laughs> and the whole thing, anyway, long story short, that's how the movie was born. And then putting together my feelings of my mom. I needed a place to take those, to process those feelings that I always had. Those deep, deep, deep rooted feelings that I felt that were never being used in things that I wanted to use them for. So can we just stop there for a minute? Sure. So we're gonna to go to the next episode and we're sure. gonna talk sure. about your film, Ritornato. Okay. So I just wanna, before yeah. we do that, I just wanted to mention, you said a really critical um, sentence in there and that was that, you want to express your craft um, to talk about the love you have for your mother and for your country. 
and I find that we have we're very we've got so many talented Sicilian songwriters. Well, yeah, not yeah. only actors but songwriters and musicians yes. around the world. Sure, and artists, and through their artistic talents, they resonate and they talk about their love. And sure. sometimes, and I've got a friend of mine, Giorgio, who is a songwriter. And sure. he talks about his expressive talents sure. in the love he has for Sicily or the love he has for life. And I think it's, we do that really well. And I really would like to know, I really like to understand the psychology of it. And perhaps sure. it's because we were dominated by so many different regions that we have this um, battle to raise our voice. And we do right. that perhaps through artistic talentry. But sure, sure. it's another conversation, but I, I'll stop there. But I just wanted to say that because I think that's what I get from yourself. That's what your soul is telling me. So thank you for exploring that with us. And I think we better close this episode and on to the next. Carmela, over to you, Bella. Thank you, Michael, for sharing your story with us. It's absolutely, as you share your journey, I think that we all connect with you because we've all yeah. got little bits and pieces of the same kind of story. Um, we're all brothers and sisters of the same mother. Sicily is our mother. Absolutely. So the next episode, we're going to talk about your your um, film. So thank you, everybody, to listen for listening to us. Stay thank tuned. Grab you. your glasses for the next episode because we're not finished yet. And thank you for listening to us for this episode. See you in the Ciao. next one. Bye. Ciao.